All right. Hey. Welcome you all. Happy 4th. It's America's birthday. Good to be with you guys. This is Cross Politic on the Fight Lab Beast Network. This is Pastor Toby. Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. We got two veterans up here. So I better watch myself. Better watch myself. So you say? Uh, thank you for all our club members who are here in the crowd tonight. This is uh, we're, we're this is live at my little boutique farm. I don't even know why I call it a farm. It's not really a farm. It's just a it's just grass growing property. Children. Yeah, we're growing and, children. <laughs> we are growing children. We're farming children and kittens and kittens and <laughs> pigs, pigs and all that stuff. So uh, so for those who are tuning in live, this is actually Neil. I'm looking at this camera, so make sure Neil Neil pay attention. I'm, I'm looking at that camera right there. Okay. Uh, for those who are tuning in live, we're actually doing this from my house. We're on the deck. Uh, it's 4th of July. It's about 7.15 Pacific time here in the northwest. The sun's just starting to kind of settle. We got some shade over here on this side, sun on this side. You're off about 10 uh, minutes, but it's okay. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, well, we sh- never mind. I'm not going to even go there. Yeah, <laughs> just all right. Just we, we shouldn't have been. Hey, Gabe. Yeah. You know, I was talking to your mom earlier. Yeah. Who, uh, thanks, Penny. You do a lot for the show. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, yes she does. Y'all should give it up for Penny Wrench. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. mom. She rocks. And uh, she was asking me when Cross Politics started. And I'm, I told her, you know what? Actually, we did the first couple of shows here. Oh, that's right. We, we recorded the first couple of shows. We actually talked to Ben Shapiro, Gabe and I, that's right. in Gabe's office. That's right. That was one of our really? first interviews. Wait, wait, y'all talked to Ben Shapiro without you, me? No, you were hey. here. You were here. Hey, you no, were on that show. You, you, you had were you your on that chance. Show? You had your chance, bro. Wait, wait. I think he was on that show. Were no, you on that No, he wasn't. No, I was, when we did Ben oh, Shapiro, really? we were in my yeah. studio. Yeah. No. When, we, when we did Ben Shapiro, nope. we were in my studio. Nope. Okay. It was here in his office. I don't think Toby's remembering. I, I, I think right. you were there. Yeah, I think I you was were there. there. No, we did a uh, uh, our first our first interview we ever did was in 2016 with McCracken. Yeah. Yeah. Brent. Release the McCracken. Brent McCracken. We actually were sitting right there. Yes. Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah. And you were not here. Uh, no, right. you yes, definitely right. weren't here. That part's true. Because the interview would have gone a lot better and it would have been more interesting. We're, we're like, I think we're about to celebrate our fifth birthday as a, as a show, right? That's true. In September. Cross, cross politics. In September. Almost turning five. Five years. Five yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, it's, it was just fun that we're back here again doing another show. For some reason, you're always trying to get us to do shows at your house. Yeah, it's easier for me. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, this wasn't that easy. <laughs> this wasn't that easy. Well, it's your idea to invite all these people. That's what I, I like throwing parties. So thank you, everybody, yeah, for no, coming. Yeah, that was great. So, so this show, thank you, Frank. This show. <laughs> did you pay him? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, maybe, I, maybe I did go around and <laughs> I gave a couple free things away. A tin cup. Uh, so, so kind of the, the idea of this show is we kind of want to talk about Christian patriotism. Uh, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a patriot. We got a couple Some veterans liberty. that we, we, what it means to kind of fight for liberties and what, what happened this last year and what it means to, what it looks like fighting for liberties going into the future because it's, it's the, the landscape has drastically changed. But before we get into all that, I kind of want to uh, immediately bring in Nate and Wally. Yeah. Um, uh, I got the pleasure of knowing uh, Wally. Wally moved to our church, gosh, last October, yep. last, last October. Yep. And uh, so this is this is. Why don't everybody give a, a round of applause for Wally Wiggins? Wally Wiggins. Yes. Um, One of the new principals of Logos School. First, the new principal of Logos School, and and your parents, they named you Wally. That's right. I love that. I mean, like seriously, Wally Wiggins is, the, is the best. Or is the it best Walter? Name. Is it Walter? Yeah, it, it is Walter, but you have to understand. I love what they did there, though. That as a fifth grader. It was really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as a fifth grader, because everybody knows about Wally. Leave it to Beaver and, yeah. you know, yeah, and all that. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got teased merciless, mercilessly about that. But now it's a, it's a great name because people remember it. Okay, so for just give, give the audience just a little intro, um, you know. Whatever uh, you can tell us legally. In, in, within, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who you've killed. Within classification. Um, and, and, you know, kind of how, where, where you grew up, how you became a Christian, how you got into the military. Just give yeah. kind of a two-minute summary there. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to my wife because tonight, today we are celebrating our 20th, 28th. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Got married on the 4th of July. Got married on the 4th of July. That's what an American. Wow. Yeah, you know, and, and it really came down to convenience because, uh, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, honestly, we, we, you know, I had just gotten commissioned uh, into the infantry, and uh, all my buddies were uh, in the Army as well, and we knew that we would have a four-day weekend. 
yeah. for Fourth of July. So right. we picked this that uh, that weekend, and it just so happens that the Fourth of July fell on a Saturday, and we got married on a Saturday. So. So we got fireworks now, over Now, while wow. I, know you, I know you know how to handle a gun, but I'm going to yep. teach you just how to handle a mic. So yep. Yep. if okay. you want to point yeah, There you go. There you go. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. okay to point a mic at your face. That's okay. <laughs> All right. This is the way All right. you point it. You, you don't want to okay. point a gun right. at your face. <laughs> All right. But a mic? No. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I, I started off um, uh, my career, uh, graduated from uh, ROTC, and uh, went into the infantry as, a, as an officer. And uh, was not a Christian when I went into the Army. Um, got married uh, about a year after, uh, after I went in. Um, was your wife a Christian then? Yes, yes, which is an interesting story Ooh. in and of itself. Um, Unequally yoked? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks to a very, very faithful uh, mother-in-law who uh, was just praying for me since, you know, I was about three years old, um, I eventually came... Uh, came to faith. I feel um, God right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but uh, I spent uh, spent a few years in the infantry and then decided that I I wanted to go into special forces. So, um, so I went through the selection process and uh, became a Green Beret. Uh, spent time in uh, in Germany and uh, deployed to Kosovo uh, for a, a big action in in uh, 1999. Um, then uh, was able to uh, increase my education, get a couple master's degrees uh, through the Army. Um, ended up uh, at Fort Bragg, um, going through another selection process for, uh, for another, uh, another unit. Um, and then did a number of uh, deployments to Afghanistan and Iraq um, during the height of the war. Um, eventually ended up uh, uh, finishing out my career in Washington, D.C., um, working as a liaison to the Central Intelligence Agency, and uh, then retired that? from there. What's the Central Intelligence Those Agency? Those people who are watching yeah, Tucker yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have to kill me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, they no they're, they're, they're open. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> they're open for business. <laughs> okay, so I'd like to bring in uh, Nate. Uh, Nate, we got to actually know Nate this, this last year, um, or last couple months ago, actually. Uh, in, uh, before our rally in Rapid City, South Dakota, Nate calls us and says, hey, I used to... Um, skydive my battalion. He used to train his battalion at this ranch outside of South Dakota, outside of Rapid City, about 45 minutes out, outside of Rapid City. And he would, he would jump out of a plane with all this, like 400 pounds worth of uh, ammo and all this stuff. And, and apparently that's really hard on you when you're Hey, Nate, just pinch him if, if he needs to stop. I got it. I got okay. it. I, got it. I, I just um, like to see what he's going to say. Exactly. So, you never know what's going to happen. I was like, so, I never dude, you did that. Yeah, no, no. It's better so every time. He, he, was a, he was in the Air Force. Oh, now that's a low blow. Are you sure it wasn't the Navy? See, that's a professional. I didn't even, didn't even rock. I know, I know, I know. I can't, I can't get him right up. So, uh, and then, and so we put together this, uh, Nate kind of put together this little, uh, um, sniper training experience at, uh, in Rapid City, just the, the couple days before our, our rally in Rapid City. So we got to know Nate from there. But anyways, uh, Nate is also, a Former, well, you don't want like me using that term. I mean, I can, I can. You want you just want you do. Why don't you give him his own? Well, I appreciate it because I get to talk about how much better Rangers are than Special Forces because I went after Wally and he can't say anything about it. I get the last word on the bio. So, my my career path was different. Wally's still trying to to figure out how to recover because we started ten minutes late and officers just can't. Handle changes to the timeline at all. Thankfully, I was an enlisted guy, and I just go with the flow, and we just we make it happen. So we're a little bit more your style, Gabe. You know, and uh, you didn't hear what I said to Knox. I guess not. The knuckles drag very close to the ground. Exactly, because we have hard knuckles to smash America's enemies. All I'm just over gonna the put planet. the mic down and let y'all. Well, Wally, Wally's, Wally's got them paperweight knuckles. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's right. I'll smash you with my computer. Exactly. <laughs> we, we do affectionately call officers right-click warriors sometimes. Control-alt-delete warriors. You know, different things like that. <laughs> they, they have to do all the hard stuff with us, and then we finish the mission. they got to go and write all the reports afterwards while we go to sleep. Yeah. Um, so Nate was double. an idiot. He didn't obey orders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, uh, I was homeschooled uh, my whole life and always kind of played the military games in the woods. But 
um, didn't really understand how I could pitch that kind of path or life to my family until I found out that they had these college programs and things. So I was able to to go to my mo- mom and dad and say, look, I'm going to join the army and do college. I didn't really do very much college at all once I joined the army, but it was a good way to pitch it to my parents and get their permission. So I did uh, six deployments with uh, 1st and 3rd Ranger Battalion and then um, finished out my career with Wally at, at Fort Bragg. Um, ended up doing 14 years in the military. Um, after my first three deployments, got married, and then every uh, every deployment we had a kid. Um, not sure how that worked out, but between every deployment, because you were home, yeah, between every <laughs> deployment. So we we had uh, six six more deployments after, or actually nine more deployments. Married, and just kind of was um, burdened by how much time I was spending away and and watching presents be opened on Skype during Christmas and, and away and, and seeing kind of my children grow up and not being present. So, uh, kind of made the call to go against the grain and leave at 14 years. Um, and my, my son was, my oldest son was eight, um, kind of didn't want to continue serving. Um, but then, you know, kind of watching the, the events of the last year play out and just seeing how political, um, and then just the uncertainty, um, that you deal with a lot in the military, but then kind of our, our nation being thrown through these uncertain times and contingencies. We always plan for those in the military. So kind of reached out to you guys about doing the, the Warriors Tending Gardens training and just kind of start to empower um, families, how to work out um, a readiness plan, um, and then even just to, to tactfully engage with your local governments as we would engage with U.S. ambassadors and, and, and different dignitaries in, in these different places to so take some of that experience um, from those, those years in the service and kind of educate um, like-minded individuals to, to thrive. Um, because, uh, honestly, um, the, the security we have in Christ and, and just the knowledge and the power that he's given us, not giving us a spirit of fear, um, and, and just to have the confidence to execute despite what's going on. Um, and, and seeing God's faithfulness in the military and in all these different situations and, and really uh, l- seeing that he protects me. Uh, and and kind of my motto was, uh, I'm invincible till God's through with me. And, and, and seeing his protection time and time again and, and realizing that there's nothing that can happen to me when I'm obedient to his will that isn't for my good, ultimately. Yeah. And, and just living out of that. And COVID, uh, you know, who gets elected doesn't matter with this, the overarching security we have in our Lord and Savior. And boldness from that. So um, both you guys went over your two-minute mark. So as, as troops, I'd appreciate a little more discipline. I didn't hear about in, that. In, um, <laughs> in your, uh, <laughs> Was that part of the plan? <laughs> Welcome, Wally and Nate, to the show. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay, so if, if you guys, first we're going to talk about what happened this last year. So I know in Idaho and in our county, last year on June 30th, our mayor and our city council instituted the mask mandate. You, you had to mask. Boo. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so two days, three days before 4th of July, they released the mask mandate um, here in, in our county. Now, Obviously, states like California already had theirs implemented for a month or some places or some, are already starting to shut. Yeah, yeah. Shut I mean, down. you know, months earlier, uh, but we kicked ours off July. Well, basically July Fourth weekend, which is crazy. Um, and and that mask mandate, the thing that always just makes me laugh about that mask mandate is if you're sitting down in a restaurant, you, you're fine without wearing a mask. But if you stand up in that restaurant and you aren't wearing a mask, well, you could get a thousand dollar fine and six, up to six months in jail. Yeah, and. And all you know, and all these liberties that were taken away from us uh, this last year, and and then of course we see kind of the extreme of these liberties and what's going on in Canada, and in in our, our we got friends in Australia, listeners in in, in Australia, the uh, a business owner just got arrested last week uh, in Australia for opening up their business and not following you know shutdown orders, um, and our, some of our friends are connected to that church, and so I, I don't you know the Bible calls us time and time again to remember what has happened in the past. You know, remember you were brought out of Egypt. Remember, you know, God delivered you here. Remember that this happened. And in a lot of ways, I don't want us to forget what happened this last year. Because if if we forget, uh, and and Christians, especially 
Americans, we're very short-term memory. And and our and and it, we're on to the next week, to the next basketball game, to the next playoffs, to the next you know, uh, family vacation, and then we forget that oh wow, all these liberties were taken away in 2020. And it's easy to forget too because right now they're opening up all those liberties that were taken, and so now we've had this kind of comfort of oh things are kind of back to normal, mm-hmm. and so it, you can easily unless you're forget, in an airport. But, well, it, that's exactly right. Unless you're in an airport or some businesses, but for the most part, yeah. people are doing their thing. I was just down in Tennessee. It's open, yeah. and everybody's acting like nothing has ever happened, and that's scary. So uh, I've got, had the opportunity to get to know a lot of our our uh, the guys who are doing real you know uh, going to prison. Pastor Tim Stevens, James Coates, um, a lot of the players that are involved in the church over there. One of the things they told me uh, last week was that Premier James Kinney, he's the uh, premier in Alberta. Well, what he's trying to do right now is uh, pull a Ron DeSantis in Florida. So now, July 1st, they've opened up everything. Right. And he wants to be the first province to open up, and he wants to, and he knows all the data. He knows, like, there's going to be no more spiking of the data. Right. And so he's just opening up everything right now. That's how Coates got his church back. And that's how Coates got his church back. And so what's going to happen is, is he's basically trying to get the Christian vote back, trying to win them back by playing the Ron DeSantis card in Florida and saying, hey, look, we're the first province that's open in Canada. You know, one of the things that really is interesting, it wasn't just that they gave us a mask mandate. They gave us a mask mandate with the absolute horrible amount of data against masks. Right. right. It wasn't like, oh, this will actually help or this will actually change things. No, no. Everybody's new data, they changed the data, they changed the science, and everything we knew about masks told us that masks don't work. And so all the way up until that time, masks had not worked. <laughs> they hadn't stopped a viral particle ever, right? And, and even at the and best And all the masks, studies said and that. And all the studies yep. had said yep. that. And so you knew that, okay, if they're going to use science in one way or another that wasn't legitimate to be able to put a mask around your face and mandate that, then they're willing to do anything and everything they can now. This is an opportunity for them yeah. to do anything they can to control you. I was just at Rosar's picking up uh, drinks uh, today right after church. And you'll get in there, Raleigh. You just do it. You just do it. <laughs> and and there's a, a rack of masks right next to the checkout counter. I picked one up and read the back, and it said, not used for medical purposes. But like, please don't use for medical purposes. <laughs> but I, I think the mass the mass mandate actually is just I mean that's just a, a symptom. Right. That's a symptom of a greater ill. Right. And and the greater ill is that we've come to expect that our government is going to solve our problems for us. Right. Um and and that is uh you know we've we've fed into that. So the 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 normal, you know, American is expecting, you know, the government to say yeah, we're going we're gonna to tell you exactly how to solve this problem. We're not going to – I can't solve this myself. And, and why, why, would, why wouldn't they expect that? Everything that they've been taught since they've been in government education has taught them that very thing. Right. Like everything that they understand about government, everything they understand about the individual's personal responsibilities has all taught them that the government is going to be there to save them at the end of the day. The government taught you to, what to think for – Exactly. You know, 12 years in high school, four years in college, and then no wonder they tell you what to think when a pandemic happens. I think, I think the, uh, the other thing to remember, and this goes back to what Wally's talking about, is before the mask mandates, we had the shutdown orders. Right. Shutdown Absolutely. orders. Two that, weeks. Two weeks. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, that two, lasted. Two weeks yeah. to flatten the curve. The, uh, but, the, but remember what they did. Um, they, they had the audacity to make a determination, a distinction between essential and non-essential right, services, right, yes. right. essential and non-essential uh, uh, businesses, and, and so forth. Of course, all the government offices were essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, churches were not essential. Pot shops were essential. Abortion clinics were essential. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it was, it was far deeper. It was already bigger. I mean, you're right. Riding over all of this is this, uh, the government gives, the government takes away. Uh, government is what... Uh, takes care of you, and so therefore we're completely dependent on the government. But, but as we think about what happened, we have to have a crystal clear memory of um, exactly what they did, and there, and there need to be a lot of questions uh, practically. Now, obviously, fundamentally, we need to get away from dependence on the government and all these things, uh, but in the short term, there needs to be a lot of hard questions uh, about, okay, this is what the governor did. Do you agree? Would you do it if you were the governor? Would you do it again? 
Uh, you can't do this. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't been following the Ron DeSantis story enough to know how much he repented of early shutdowns. In, Not much. Uh, yeah. I think he could have done more. And, uh, and, and or if he's changed his mind or, or whatever. But the uh, but I yeah, the the the. Is it Jason Kenny? I forget the guy's yeah, name. The premier, premier Kenny. Yeah, in Alberta. I mean, yeah, the Albertans. You, you need to have no patience uh, for uh, for this kind of. Hey, I'm going to give you all your freedoms back. Yeah, that so, doesn't make it better. So what what needs to happen is that there needs to be a nationwide after action review. All right. Oh, so this what what Nate? Whoa, whoa, technical every, term. That yeah, sounds so, like a lot of bureaucratic yeah, work. Right, right. <laughs> okay. But see, this Bureaucracy. is what it, it really isn't that much. It's 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 recalling what you did, yeah, what you want to sustain, and what you want to correct, yeah, so that you can actually learn from it. Um, and that and that needs to happen through. What's that called again? Say it again. An after-action review. Can you do we one spent, of those right now? Can you do one? Go ahead and go ahead and do it. So if we if we look back on on the on the course of the year, what was the what was the first thing that happened? Well, we started learning about the about the coronavirus, right? And what and and it was over in China, right? Right. It was right. it was overseas. It was not a threat to us. And what were our what were our politicians saying at that time? Go ahead, do everything ahead, you do, want to do. Yeah, everything's yeah. open. We're Especially open for New business. Travel. Yeah. 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 yeah, travel. Come right. spend money. Go to right. the movies. Right. Yeah. You know? Okay, so we need to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that That's a right. good decision or was that a bad decision? Was that, was that a lost opportunity to maybe communicate to the American people about what it is that we were, uh, that we were facing? Uh, I think it probably was. Um, the other thing, too, is we, can't, we cannot forget that, uh, that there was a foreign government that was very much involved in hiding... The fact that this that this virus was being released into the public, preach, preach up. and and that needs that we need to be beating that drum constantly, mm-hmm. and we need to be holding our elected representatives, especially at the federal level, mm-hmm. those who are sitting on committees um, in, in foreign relations. We need to hold them uh, accountable That's to good. holding China accountable That's for this. Good. And as also after action review will happen, you know. We would have it at the higher level, you know, uh, in our, our cities, um, our churches, our families. And, and you're, you're kind of getting everybody that was a decision maker involved in talking about what happened. And, it, and we specifically, when we were in the military, it's like we're not talking about what we did good. We're not patting ourselves on the back. We're looking at how we failed. How did we sin? How did we mess up? And what can we do? So that needs to we we can um, demand accountability, you know, answers from our government. But essentially, what that needs to happen is is our churches and as a family. And and if if you own a a business or are part of a a corporation, how did the leaders respond? If you're a leader, um, and and put stuff down in writing. With kind of this full hindsight being 2020, if if your session meets, what is going to be our policy um, when authority tries to extend into spheres that's not theirs, and and write it down? Because why do you write it down, Nate? Because you have leadership changes over, and and you it's an attempt to preserve Mm. kind of this organizational wisdom, so you can remember, so you can remember, and and so you know just just not everybody will have been a part of the leadership team going through the crisis and we're in the military we're always getting changeover um people are moving on to the next assignment so so that process and that record of of what happened and kind of reviewing it is a a is preserving things while it's still fresh in our memory yeah and and viewing crisis as you know first of all we got to get through it but that's also an excellent time to look at where you were not prepared as a yeah. family as yeah. an individual as a church we, we we didn't expect this and we reacted and and then you you know certain people acted differently you know, like i mean this really forced us yeah, no, as a right. church to the the battle lines were drawn. Yeah, there were people who we thought were on the team that actually weren't on the you team. You weren't on the yeah, team. Absolutely. Yeah. Churches that people. were not and 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 forsake forsook what the Lord said was essential. Right. Because of pragmatics. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and 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 trying to apply man's reason in certain ways that was, you know, in and you know, we are gonna all make mistakes. 
So, you, you know, there's grace there. Right. But then to say, you were wrong. Like, and have those tough conversations and then being able to repent of so, it yeah, yeah. and then define what is this going to look like. It's not going to be the same crisis every time, but how we, we operate in crisis is essentially, you know, just like when I tell my son to obey me and he wants to, it doesn't matter. It's when you don't want to obey, when it's hard, that's when it actually counts. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I like when we're talking about remembering how to remember what to remember, writing it down after action review, I think, I think that's, that's really helpful. One of the questions when we were kind of putting the show notes together that we asked ourselves is, um, you know, would politicians, would pastors, would, would our leaders around us, would they do this again? Mm. Would they do this again? Now you got a lot of people that would say, no, we don't, we wouldn't need to do this again. We learned a lot from this round. We, we wouldn't do it again. But I like, but some, I, I have no faith. But I think, I think this, that, this goes back to actually what Nate was just saying about um, people who admit they were wrong. I actually can begin to trust them. Absolutely. Um, and, and this really does apply across the board. It applies to politicians, but it actually applies to families. It applies to churches as well. Can, can I, can I it's not whether you bit, sin though? or not. It's how fast you repent. I, I, right. I want to say that, but I, I think there is an exercise in the repentance. Because once you come out and repent, I want to see you charge. Sure. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be the fruit, there yeah, needs to be the fruit of repentance. Because there's some people say, okay, yeah, we probably... But then they're not engaging. It's not like it's over. But the, yeah, mm. the, but the guy... So, I, again, I don't want to uh, slam Ron DeSantis, but if you... If it's the Jason um, Kenny guy or whatever, if somebody who's just just trying to like sort of slowly change tactic, yeah, and then be like, ta-da, I love freedom, I'm conservative, and claim right. the economic recovery, exactly, all that, so all the business like, is open. You look what I did. But the thing is, is somebody who does that, and, and here's the thing, um, dads do this. Absolutely. You can stop right there. We done. All right, thanks yeah. for coming. All right. all right, we'll see you later. Let's go. Show's in. over. Oh yeah. Let's keep now about now he's starting to preach to <laughs> our oh, sins. Yeah. Husband, husbands do this. Men do this. And, and what you what you you blow up, you mess up, and then what you want to do is like you just try to walk up, you try to ignore it, yep. pretend it yep. didn't happen. Yep. Hey, let's have ice cream, everybody. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm a. I'm, I'm Why a, are you having fun? I'm, I'm a good dad. Um, you know, honey, let's go on a date now. And you're just like trying to ignore what happened. That's or right. again, you can do that in the business. He's you... been hiding out in the closet at my house. I feel like how does he know? <laughs> but there's you do this in, in your business as, as a CEO or as 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 a as a boss employer. Again, you 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 do something, you mess up, you you do something wrong, uh, and again, you just sort of like, hey, how about everybody? You can have you get off early, and you start giving bonuses like Ron DeSantis, whatever. Oh, um, babe. Or as an elder, again, you try to preach a, a peppy sermon because you know you really screwed up. No, that's not repentance. That's right. That's not repentance, and you can't trust those leaders. That's right. Because say that now. Because what you what you find, what you see there is they, what they're doing is they're just playing the room. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. That, that's not faithful leadership because you're just playing the room. You realized. Message. You realized. Oh crap! They, I, I screwed up, mm-hmm. and they all know I did. And now, uh, quick, you know, chocolate milk for everybody. Yeah. But yep. all you're doing now is you're hoping to play the room some more. You're, you're hoping they'll, the tide will turn. Now everybody likes me. But what that tells you is that they will go wherever the highest pressure pushes them to go. Yep. That's right. Yep. And if it, it goes right back to shutdowns yep. or or Dr. Fauci's threats or whatever it is. They will do it. But this is also one of the reasons why the government gave us all checks this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, they tell yeah. you, shut, shut down. Then, then they say, hey, don't worry. We'll take care of you. We'll give you money. We'll give you PPP money. We'll give you all these benefits. You can have a good time while you're home, and you'll still get everything paid for. Yeah, yeah and, and in terms of, you know, admitting the mistakes, I, I don't think I've heard anybody admit to a mistake. And, and, as, and as an example, and what you're talking about there, Toby, just – in, in Nate and I's personal experience, you know, when you've got a leader that steps up in front of all of his subordinates and says, guys, we made some mistakes out there, and I was a leader, and I made that call, and I own it, and we're going to learn from it. Okay, that's a guy I want to follow. Yep. That's a guy I want to follow. That's, that's the thing. Is I, is, is, and it's hard for men frequently because we got pride problems. We, we think that if we admit that we were wrong – People won't follow us, yep. but it's actually just the opposite. Absolutely. When when you don't admit that you're wrong, everybody underneath you and everybody that you're in charge of, everybody that you're responsible for, gets more insecure because they're like, "Does he see it? Does he know that we screwed up? Does he know that we made a mistake?" But the but the man who's man enough to say, "We screwed up. 
we messed up. We've got to do better. We do the after action report. We figure out, okay, this is where we messed up. We're going to do it different next time. That's actually instilling trust. Yes, right. Your followers now say, okay, he didn't get it right, but he sees what he got wrong. I can follow him. And, so and the organization cool. gets better. Exactly. Yes. And and the leader that cares more about his pride than the benefit of those he's responsible for is not the leader that you want to follow. So exactly. we can, so we have a whole bunch of churches out there with sessions and elders that need to come out and just straight repent. Yeah. I mean, because that was the first thing. I could not believe for the life of me that you were going to get churches to close their doors or start mandating that people who are coming to Jesus' table wear a mask. And then if they didn't wear a mask, you can't come here. You would have never been able to tell me in all my life that that was going to happen. Right. But they shut down their churches. Yep. The one place that should never be closed. And they shut them down. So they shut down the churches. And and the reason why we keep kind of bringing Canada into this is because Canada is just, you know, five, ten years ahead of us, 20 years ahead of us. But they shut down churches in Canada. And they said, you can just do it online. Right. And now they're fixing the past legislation You know where they got that idea from? Pardon me? You know where they got that idea from? All the churches. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. The churches <laughs> taught Canada That's right. that they could do church online. It's like, well, yeah. it's okay. We'll shut down. We can do it online. Yeah. And now in Canada, they're fixing to pass a bill Fix to make it. certain speech online illegal. <laughs> so now yeah. the churches can't preach online. Right. You go online, I can't. If you think about, so we, we've been talking about remembering, but the re, one of the reasons why it's important that we remember, let me bring up my notes here, is because there's current things going on that a lot of people last year could see coming, uh, uh, you know, yep. 500 miles away. Yeah. I can see that down the road. There's no way I, they're done. I remember um, uh, our mayor, uh, Bill Lambert, said, um, oh, don't worry, I'll never require a vaccine. <laughs> I'll never require a vaccine. How how many government jobs are requiring vaccine right now? How many companies are requiring vaccines right now? I know friends who've been fired because they would not get vaccinated. Yep. And and Fauci last week, this is trippy. Fauci this last week said um, we are ba- he said we are creating two different Americas, the vaccine and the unvaccine. And he's absolutely right. Two yep. Americas. That's what he said. That's his language. Yep. Maybe his the warning. one thing he's been right about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, um, you better clap. Bars. <laughs> Where's the bars? Bars. <laughs> Which? And, Which? and then um, the new Delta variant. I remember uh, we were talking about this, I don't know, what, six months ago. We're going to get the second wave. We're going to get the third wave. We're going to get the fourth wave. And it's all going to reclose down again. Yep. Well, the new Delta variant has come into the, to the Americas or whatever. And L.A. has re-shut down last week. Re-shut down because of the new Delta variant. Yeah, but not everybody's going to do the same trick again. They can't pull the same exact trick again. What they've done now, mm. supposedly with like 300 million vaccinated, what they're going to do, like you said, with those two Americas, is going to he's going to drive that point. So all the vaccinated people, it's funny. I feel like we were just here 60 years ago in the Civil Rights Movement with yeah, this two right. America thing. Right. It's, it's literally scaring the daylights out of me. We're going to have different water fountains we, we've and been sections there. of the restaurant. We've been there. And that's, that whole issue, again, was over health issues. Right. Yes. Right? And so here we are facing that same thing. Germany went through this in Germany, same exact yep. thing. And so what they're going to do is make all the, the lovely things that they took away from you available only to people who are vaccinated. Right. And if you're not vaccinated, right. guess what? You don't get that. There's another section over here that's just for you people. Uh, I saw and, an article. And just in case y'all don't know, you people ain't a good line. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good line. I saw an article last night where I, I think it was, uh, I can't remember if it was CNN or MSNBC, but some, some elite Fancy Pants was on, on there saying uh, that they're pretty sure that the variants are spreading primarily through non-vaccinated people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, right? and, yeah. and guess right? what happened? Those, those non-vaccinated people, for the most part, they say, are Christian white guys. Yeah. yeah. Now, they have to put Christian on the front. Of they want to make sure it's Christian white guys, yeah. conservative, that are In mostly. In red states. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the last thing that, that's been going on is, well, pastors are still getting arrested. Yeah. Like, like it's not over. Like the, the whole, the whole, you know, remembering, well, it's like, we, yeah, we're remembering, but it's still going on. Right. Uh, I mean, I was really grateful to see Josh Haley uh, last week release Holly. Like, Holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y. Yeah, we pronounce it Holly. Trust, trust You're spelling it in public, I, I spelled That's it right. No, good. I spelled it right. <laughs> Google it. And, um, and he wrote a letter on behalf of Pastor Tim Stevens saying, hey, we need to put Canada on a, on a yeah, religious, religious watch list. Yeah. But, like, this is Western governments that are doing this. Right. Like, I, I can't get it 
it blows my mind that we're talking about like Western governments arresting Christians. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's why we want to remember is because not only we don't want to forget what happened this last year, but it's still going on. It's it's not over. And I think um, one of the things that we discussed uh, um, this past year is like once this kind of settles down and everyone thinks they can take a deep breath. Well, it really is like it's like the calm before the storm. Right. Yeah. It, it, there's we say we say too in the military you go kind of do these missions and the bad stuff happens kind of on exfil and and you're you're making your way back you've completed the mission mm. there's this calm and that's complacency sets in yeah. yeah so so complacency and we we complacency kills if you're if you're not vigilant af, in every phase at every point in your life and 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 you're allowing um there to the the did you get comfortable? I mean, we know our adversary, the devil, mm-hmm. is prowling about always, yeah. right. seeking our children, seeking to devour relationships within the church, and and we don't get to say it's done. I, right. I get to have relax, relax now. This this is going to go on until right. Christ comes back. That's right. It's funny because that's exactly we've been complacent even before this is kind of how we even got here. Like, right? Well, how many people go and look for a church and look for a church where they can? Woosa. Right. But but they don't I, I feel still so good about that. myself. Right, 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 right. So which is they can relax. It's just it's an environment that I can just be cultivated in. But yeah. they don't look for a church where it's just like, oh, this is where I get to put my AR at, this is where I get to put my fifty cal at. They don't look for a place where they can say, Okay, this is where I get to launch an assault from. Yeah. Yeah. Right? right. And so that's right. that's, that's a complacency. They just want to do life. They just want to woosa. They just want to do life. Yeah, they just want to do do life. Do life. Yeah, but if they understood doing life, they understood battle. Yeah. Right? That's not that's not doing life. You can't have life if you're not willing to fight for it. That's right. Well, when, when when you say you're a Christian, you've enlisted. Bars. Yes. That's you're right. in yes. war. Bars. And, yes. and the problem is we want to take the uniform off sometimes yeah. when we're in certain company or, mm-hmm. or, or when we're around certain people. And, and we can hide out mm-hmm. and, and keep our faith private, yeah. you know, in my heart. Um, and not let it be an outward manifestation for the benefit of our city. And... and, and we're in the war. Yeah. When when we we're marked, um, but we will win. And, but, and but the problem is, is like Christians have forgotten what it what it's like to fight. To be a Christian means that you are called to fight. First, right. of course, you're called to fight your own sin. Right, your own you sin in your own heart. Tyrant within the sin right. in your family. Amen. Prote- per, you know, protect your family. Like to be a Christian, we're called to fight, and all you have to do. To become a liberal is stop fighting. Just get Ouch. your boat, get your TVs, get your cars, and just relax. No, actually, actually, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of disagree with you on that. Liberals are fighting. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're absolutely fighting. Yes, they are. They, they yeah, well, have, you, you missed my point, though. They, yeah, but <laughs> but what, what, what I'm saying is, 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 yeah, is no, right. you know, they're, they're, they, they have, they truly have a vision for how the world should go. They're, they're post mill. Yeah, and absolutely, and that and that vision is different than than our than our own. And if and why would why would we uh, why would we not expect that we would have to fight for it? And I you know I I kind of spent some time leading up to this Fourth of July, really kind of looking at our founding fathers, um, our the the leadership of the Continental. Congress, the Army, and and when Washington assumed control, um, he was really kind of depressed of the state of our military. We were getting ready to go against the premier superpower of the era, yeah. and 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 there was no discipline in the ranks, and and he went about instituting standards, yeah, and training any any appointed leadership. He said, this is the standard. This is what is expected of an officer. This is what is expected of a soldier in the Continental Congress, in the, in the Continental Army. And, and they started to drill. And that's what a soldier does is, is, is we have training. We have uh, drills, battle drills that we can execute rapidly without thought in response to these attacks. They're principled. They're standards. The leadership is, is in place and training us. And, and we don't as Christians just generally are not disciplined. Yeah. We, we, we aren't good at submitting to authority. Our leadership don't, don't know the standard and they, aren't calling they, us to We're under it. grace. 
Not yeah. law. Grace. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Come on, man. I take it all back. So in a practical <laughs> sense, in a practical sense, what's battle drill number one yeah. for the Christian? I mean, I, I, I'd say the practical sense is, man, you're on your knees and you're praying. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, it, and if that's, and if we're not rehearsing that, and if we're not practicing that that's battle drill yeah. well, every like we, day. And after you get up, you need to get married. We, we talked about <laughs> <laughs> baptize. Have kids and baptize. <laughs> that's, that's number three. Sorry, I didn't want to take your line. <laughs> no, no, okay. um, but Go baptize your kids if you have children. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, we talked about you don't, you don't um, we wouldn't expect as a soldier to, to, to blow off the training portion. The running, the battle drills, the reps, the mm-hmm. physical fitness. We, if that guy's not giving his all in training and, and going after it, we don't want to take him into battle That's with right. us. That's right. And, and, and we think that we can watch live stream and hang out in our, our house, and that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's not running the battle. That's not training. That's you not know, realistic that's, training. That's not, you're, you're, you're not preparing yourself for war if you're forsaking gathering to the church, if you're not mm-hmm. listening to so, godly so authority. Re- so really practically, like, so part of being on your knees every day is knowing God and walking with God every day. That's right. If your life is a constant uh, roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster, up and down, good days, bad days, good days, bad, di- bad days, you are not prepared. That's you are right. not prepared for ma- yeah. battle. You, getting on your knees means you get on your knees and you surrender your day to the Lord. It's his day. It belongs to him. You'll serve him completely however it goes. You'll be faithful however it goes. You have a commander. You will be a faithful soldier that day. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's and, right. and then that day is a good day. That day is a solid day. It may not go the way you were planning it to go. It may go a different way because your commander had different plans for you that day. But it's a good day if you served God that day. Amen. And, 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 but you can't, but it's directly connected. Like, again, what's driving you? What kind of family are you going to have? What kind of workplace are you going to have? What kind of church group are you going to have? What kind of neighborhood are you going to have? Is it one that, it's, that is blown to and fro because of what somebody said on CNN or because of you know whatever some politicians doing, or because you just felt kind of down, or is it driven by I am a man under orders, I am a woman yeah. under orders, yeah. I am enlisted, this is, I, yeah. I serve That's the right. king. This is what That's Nate right. was talking about with Washington too. That's we right. were talking about this a little earlier, which was Washington first got himself in a particular type of order, right? He was he was in a particular type of order. He his suit was tailored. He had a certain discipline about himself. And one of the things that really opened up my eyes this past year is. We, we talk about this on the show all the time. A man that is confessing his sin and getting serious God and living a certain type of righteous life has a certain type of vision that sin doesn't cloud. Right. When you have sin in your life, you have muck in your life, you can't see clearly. Yeah. And so in order to be able to get that clear vision, you have to deal with that sin. You have to submit yourself to God. you got to have those disciplines. And here, here I go with this theonomy. You're going to have to have an ethic that you are living by constantly yeah. every day of your life. What is the standard? And if you have that standard, then you start to live out that standard, not just in your own life, but in your family's life as well. And that's another thing that you were bringing up. Washington, he, he saw himself, disciplined himself, and then modeled that out to everyone. Everybody else. When he when he was was walking the lines, everybody was just in awe of him because of how he carried himself, and he he held himself to a standard and was not a hypocrite, and 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 he was able to then put leaders in charge because they knew it was coming from him, and and it was credible, and we're going to go along with this guy because he's commanding presence and authority. I had a, I had a uh, one of the Canadian guys. Um, uh, reached out to me in a tweet, and he said he he told me like the the church just was not prepared for this last year. No, just not prepared. I mean, w- all the decisions we had to make in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't thought through it. They before. hadn't thought through before. Uh, you know, do we submit to government over this health order? You know, all that stuff. And and you think about it, um, uh, we we I had another pastor reach out to me um, from Canada uh, a couple months ago and said, hey, should I just bell out of canada i mean I, I can't do church here i you know should i just leave and if i leave where should i go uh you think of um uh all the churches in california in oregon and in, in washington and all the curveballs that god has given um his church and just how unprepared we were 
and we need to, we need to learn how to kind of think through you know kind of you know do a review so we can actually know what to do and make better decisions moving forward. I just want you know, to say, should we stay or, or leave in Canada? Should we stay in Canada? Should we, you know? And this shakes out even practically with what's going on in the SBC and the PCA. You know, should we stay in the SBC or not? Should we stay in the PCA or not? Uh, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting, kind of talking to Nate and Wally in, in show prep for the show, that um, uh, Wally used the ter- terminology um, strategic retreat. Yeah. Um, so, Wally, you were in Virginia, and you ended up moving to, to Idaho. You want to walk, walk right. through that a little bit? Right. So, uh, you know, when COVID, when COVID uh, kicked off, I got laid off from my job, and, uh, and I – I started uh, started my own LLC, and so things were things were going. But then, uh, you know, June hit, and uh, you know we had the the Antifa and the the Black Lives Matter um, riots, and that was that was hitting a little close to home in Virginia, in the, Virginia, the, right out of DC, you know, and it was hitting a little close to home. And uh, you know, at that point, uh, my wife and I just looked at each other and said, you know what, I think we I think we need to find a, a different place. Um, we didn't want to stay in Northern Virginia for the long term, at any rate. Um, but uh, that's when that's when we kind of focused uh, out west and focused towards towards Moscow because we knew that you need to be you need to be in community. You need to be with people who are of like mind and have a similar vision um, for the future. Um, and and we didn't. We, we weren't finding that. We were finding that in pockets. Um, but as we talked about earlier, COVID was an incredibly clarifying event for uh, much of the church. And some of the decisions that were made at our church, and these are, these are dear brothers. These are dear brothers. Um, I, I did not understand. Um, and so to come back, to, to move back here, to make that strategic retreat to where I know that I've got people around me that most importantly are going to hold me accountable. But the other thing is, is when the fight happens, I want to be locked arm in arm, in arm with people who've got my back. Amen. You, want, you want to know your unit. That's right. <laughs> I, and, I, and I want trust. Right. I want right. trust. And, and know when, when the bullets fly, we got each other's backs. We know, what, right. we know what the mission is. We know where we're going to stand our ground. And, 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 you need to th- and we have to think about that sort of at multiple levels. It's geographical, where you're living, where you're worshiping, yeah. who, who is your church. But your family, of course, needs to be a piece of that as well. You need to be a unit as a family. That's yes. right. Um, but you've got to be thinking about that across the board, all these things. And, and a, a good example to kind of brag on Toby for a little bit. When I got arrested last uh, September 23rd. Who was going to bring that up? I'm, 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 getting put, I'm getting put in the Never cop forget. car. Did Never you all forget. know that Gabe got arrested? Remember, I'm getting put in the cop car, and Toby is, like, rebuking the officers. Like, right there, he had my back. And, like, that was such a powerful moment I'm for me as I'm getting placed in the cop car. Most, most, probably most pastors would be rebuking me. Getting in the cop car, and they did. Then they and they did. I mean, I got Romans thirteen all over the place. I remember Relevant Magazine wrote a whole spread on me without ever interviewing me in Romans thirteen, you know, kind of thing. Uncle Daddy Government told him though you were wrong, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And but Toby had my back, and I remember when I when I was driving to uh, the jail, like I was I was so much at peace, partly because of what Toby had done right there in that moment is is really really good, really helpful, that's fantastic. But you know, one of the, the other thing too is that the sanctification that comes in community. There are things, one of the things I'm realizing um, is how Gnostic we are as a culture. And we don't even know it that we're drenched in Gnosticism. And I was talking to a buddy of mine. I was like, man, I'm realizing I think in terms of Gnostics and don't even know it. And it comes out and I'm like, how do I get out of that? How do I... Thinking, Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, in the sense that um, right now in, inside of the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's your experience. It's how you feel about something. It might not even be factual, but everything is up here mentally is not connected to the real yeah. world. So and Gnosticism is this ancient heresy of the secret knowledge right. and the secret experience. And when you tap into this sort of secret knowledge and the secret experience, then you really are in, the in crowd. Yes. You're, you're really in. And, and that's I think that's a, you're exactly on point. And so, I, but I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I, because even when we fight our enemies, we're, we're fighting it with Gnostic thoughts. Gnostic realities, and I'm like, how do I get that out of me? 
Because I, I can't, that's not how I'm supposed, that's not how I'm going to win. How and, did, so and, explain what you mean by that practically. Well, what does that look like? So a lot of times when we're fighting with liberals, what we'll do is we'll fire back facts as if they, if they had enough knowledge about the facts. We did this with abortion. We thought that if we can convince the liberals that what they were killing was a human being. Ultrasounds. Well, if they were, and then all of a sudden we start seeing this narrative changes like, I don't care if it's a baby. We're like, R.C. Sproul had to say, I don't know what had happened. I thought if we convinced them that they, what they were killing was a human, they would all change their minds. That's Gnosticism. That's, a, that's being saturated in a Gnostic world. And so I'm, I'm asking my buddy, how do I get out of that? And he said, you don't get rid of that apart from community. You don't get rid of that apart from being in fellowship with God's people who are always pushing against you and, and sanctification. You know, cause so it's, 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 it's not just in the knowledge of something. It's obeying God's word. It's obedience to his standards and to his law, and that's how it gets worked out. And that standard gets worked out in community where your kids are doing something, and somebody says, hey, man, <laughs> bro, your son's out of line here, <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, he is? Because when you start touching people, that's not Gnostic. We start rubbing up against people. That's the real world. Well, you, and you see all this going on with, again, the masks and the shutdowns. Yes. There is no amount of information you could send these people. Doesn't matter. No, no amount of scientific yeah. peer-reviewed studies that you could, yeah. like, like you said earlier, all of the mass studies, all of them. Yes. All of them. Every so last to, to date. <laughs> to that coronavirus point, date. Said it, th these things do not protect from viruses in every day. And the early, you know, and, and the Surgeon General came out early on was like, don't buy masks, people. Yeah. They uh, don't work. They don't work. <laughs> Dr. Fauci said, eh. uh, not everybody needs to be wearing masks. They don't work. Uh, the same thing with just the way that the virus. Now you need to wear two masks, yeah, Fauci <laughs> the, said. The way that the, the virus spreads. Like there's this, you know, there's these charts that we've all seen now, and it's the, it follows the spike and, and this pattern, and, the, and basically, whether you lived in New York, Florida, Idaho, California, it follows the same thing no matter what you did. And I think it so. doesn't That's matter. Right. But the information, the knowledge, yeah. doesn't win the argument. Yeah, and I think that what, some of the ways that I'm thinking about arguing now, and I'm working through this, so you guys can jump in there at any point, is that the, I want to argue from true humanity. I want to argue from Christ being a real human. The way that Christ designed us, we have the ability, ability to have an immune system that works in the world to kill diseases, right? We hang out with each other. Our right. immune systems are stronger. In community. Come on, preacher, preacher. Imagine that. Preach, preacher. And so and right now what's even happening is people who have had the virus and who have overcome the virus still need to be vaccinated even though yes. their immune system is stronger and better and has the ability to say, oh, I know what this is. I fought this off before. I can kill that. But... We're not living in that world anymore. Notice the vision here. One is one that the government will provide the protection and the freedom. Right, right. The other is Christ provides my protection and my freedom. Right. I'm, I'm free. I, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not like a complete anti-vaxxer, but I'm, I'm just like right. saying like this, this, this. Well, what we're talking about is not even a vaccination. Let's no, be no, it's not even a vaccination. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but the symbol here is the government provides freedom. The government sets you free. Or, no, I, I'm going to. I'm free because Christ makes me the free. Incarnation. And, that's, yeah. and this is a, that's a good point because what's really happening is either you're going to be a, a human the way that God has designed you to be a human or the government is going to assume that position of God and tell you what true humanity really is. And if, that, if they do that, then you don't get humanity and, at and all. What that means is you, you have an Olympic humanity. star who smokes weed and can't go to the Olympics, but you can have a transvestite, you know, Olympic uh, uh, weightlifter that can go to the Olympics. You better preach. That's what that means. Preach, preacher. You know, yeah, because, it, because when you let someone else make man in their image, it always destroys the image. The Only image. God can remake us and make us into full image bearers. And I, one of the things, too, like whenever we um, – go through hard times together as soldiers, like training being difficult or deployments that are long, that we ha take casualties, that we have to work through and fight through. Mm. We come back from those. That, that's why the brotherhood in the military is so strong. That's why mm. the relationships that Wally and I have are unlike any that we will have um, because we went through adversity yeah. And, and, and push through it because we exercised the battle drills. We, we had victory. Um, and, and why Moscow is experiencing uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what it's experiencing. Because I know we talked after action review, you know, it was mostly about focusing on what you did wrong. But you, you can also, for a second, talk about what you did. You're, you have people moving here 
from across the country because they're they're able to look at the U.S. and say, who's who's being faithful? Who who should I enlist with? Who yeah. should I serve with? And they're coming because of faithfulness. Not it's it's not a, a metric that you can calculate what God can do when you're faithful. Yeah, and that's right. And, Come on, and and if you are and and you're you're just even just. The, the way that things are playing out locally for your government, like they're trying all these maneuvers and, and they, they're not even thinking through what's happening. And it's also it's frustrating their plans in, in a sense. God is. Yeah. So I want to spend the last uh, couple minutes of the show kind of talking about. So we talked about kind of remembering some of the things that happened last this last year, some things that are currently going on right now that, you know, it's not over and, and the calm before the storm. What does it look like? You know, how should we be thinking about the next yeah, year, how do the next five years? Um, how should we be thinking about our government and what should we be doing to build to be in a situation where this never happens again? I'll start with you, Toby. Oh, well. oh, oh, really? Oh, we got guests, Gabe. Really? Give it to the guests. Give it to Nate give it to, first. Give it to the, uh, Nate? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All, right. All right. Nate. I was going to give him time well, to think about it. I was going to well, give the guests time to think about say, it. I would say you don't need the time. Join Fight Laugh Feast Network. Oh, hey man, preach, oh preach. Man. Hey, and, that's and, all you need to and, say. And go on to the rally um, yeah. and watch Dr. Merkel's talk. Yes. Thy kingdom come. That was yes. so good. The yeah. very end, he gives a prescriptive to set to covenant for fifty years vision with the church. Yeah. Start a school. Yep. Raise our children up faithfully, and 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 then do well in business. Um, Go baptize your kids if you have children. I just want to throw that part in there because you forgot yeah, that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> baptize your children. Sorry, that's why it's your line, not mine. I'm only an imposter. You can imposter. use it. You can use it. Um, so, so that, you know, having a strong church, raising your children, because yeah, yeah. we, we have to keep the ones he gave us Amen. on our side. Amen. And then, you know, you guys have done a show about that, what that looks like over generations, faithfully living out the joy of Christ before our kids. They see what we have in Christ. We're, we're working, we're going through, rejoicing in the toil that God has put in front of us. And they wanted to do that as well. They're, they want a part of it. Family businesses, you know, yeah. generally distancing ourselves from, from corporations that aren't, and, and, and we run small businesses, our family did, and it was, nothing changed for us because we were able to adapt. We weren't relying on um, leadership that corporate corp it's trying to pander and where's the pressure coming if you you know the the more smaller your organization is and 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 entrepreneurial teaching our kids to be entrepreneurial and and owning everything in town amen um amen and 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 and, and just say no you know yeah 80 percent of the businesses are owned by christians shut down no Eighty <laughs> yeah. percent yeah. said no. Twenty percent can. Yeah, you can if, if you want. want. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to do it. That's right. You, you are, are. We've entrusted you yeah. to enable a culture that we are an environment where we can do commerce freely. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to keep doing it freely. Yeah, yeah. regardless of what you say. That's all good. you know, That's all right. of us. Wally, Wally, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I mean, one, you know, it's instead of a five-year vision, it's like we need an eighty-year vision. Come you know, on, and, man! I ain't gonna and, be and, here. And, and and we and and we and it's, so Knox and, yeah, is exactly. dead. In your exactly. scenario, Knox Knox is dead children, they right. will Knox be. Is dead. <laughs> Knox is dead. I, I want to know what scenario. I want to know what Knox's great grandson is going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that and that starts that starts with faithful men. Come on now. Starts with faithful men. Faithful men marrying faithful women. Come on. Raising faithful kids. That's my sermon. <laughs> Raising Amen. faithful Baptizing kids. Baptizing them. <laughs> finding, finding faithful churches and joining them. Yeah. Finding faithful schools and being part of them or homeschooling faithfully. Um, that's that's really what it starts. And it, and this is, I mean, this is so practical. This is every day It doesn't stuff. matter who's in charge. That's yeah. right. That's, that's, we stick yeah, with right. that plan. And regardless. That no matter what. Yeah. And it's never been easier. We did the show on the Sands Demic a couple weeks ago now. I mean, yeah. guys, yeah, that's right. listen. Go back and listen to that show. If, if you're yeah. out there and you are a woman and you have kids, you're going to win the world. Okay? It's not that hard. Because that's bars of gold. <laughs> that's and if right. you can keep it, I mean, that's, that's right. We're, we're going to look back at women who had anywhere between three and seven kids and be like, that's the reason America is here right now. Yeah. 
That's that's, right. that's what it is. And, and those women who are faith and love doing their jobs, being good moms and being good wives, that right there, that is that people are the culture. And, you need and people. And even the, the reason why the uh, you know pagans have had such success the last fifty years is because the Christians have been giving their kids over to yeah. you know the non Christians weren't even having that many kids in the last fifty years anyways. That's right. But what happened was education and job. is we'd give them to the public school and then they would get our kids. And so, you know, we, we, you know, right now, I think the average age is one. Uh, the average uh, family is having like one point nine kids. But, and, but and Gabe, it's not you just know. that we give them to the government schools. The other thing we've done is give them to Disney. So whatever doesn't that's, get that's caught right. up inside right. of the government schools, that's we right. sit them right in front of Disney, and there goes the indoctrination there. Yeah. So we got to keep our kids also too with what they're watching, what they're engaging, what are their desires, what what are we doing in the house? Where they're like, oh, be man. creators. I, I love yep. I love coming yep. through the house and I hear my kids singing psalms, yep. because that's what's bubbling out of them. That's I'm like, okay, so Lord, am I doing this right? You always are questioning yourself, am I doing this right? Have I done enough of this? And then and then your little I'm, kids, Jesus, show me. And, and, and it's just like that's the like, hey, hey, all right, man. Lord, we we doing it. All right, I'll keep it up because you don't always when you're being faithful, you don't always see the fruit right away. But there's little things that happen like that where you're like, what are their their passions drawn to? And and that is a tell of what that, you're doing in that's, your home. That's really good, Knox. Um, I'm gonna leave you to close out. I'm gonna say one thing, and then then you close out. Um, one of the things that uh, I kind of i think kind of forgotten the, the last well i've never looked at fourth of july like a major celebration i've always looked at it like hey this is a fun time to do fireworks you know it's fun time to be around friends barbecue that kind of thing um and and then what happened this this last year you know one of the reasons why celebration is so important is because you're taking ownership of of what god has done you're thanking god mm. for what he's done and you're creating space for the future of that holiday and what I mean by the future of the holiday, the future of, of what it means to be truly independent so and truly free in Christ. And so celebration is actually, I think, a really important uh, uh, way of, of creating space to remember your, not only just to remember your freedoms, but to ensure those freedoms are there moving forward. That's right. If you stop thanking God, if you stop celebrating, you know, important um, patriotic holidays like this, well... No wonder those freedoms are going to dissipate over time because you, you stopped giving God thanks for it in the first place, you know, 10 years ago, 50 years ago, and so forth. So I, I think Christians, we do need to recover celebrating July 4th. I think we, we really do. Now, now I grew up and in the, Juneteenth. I just want uh, to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. And I remember uh, growing up in the South, July 4th became such an idolatrous you know, holiday. I mean, they yeah. bring the American flags in. You'd be singing the Star Spangled Banner on Sunday in church or America the Beautiful in church and all that stuff. And um, going to my friends, especially in the Baptist churches, it was really bad. You guys, you know, Steve Jeffries, um, or not not Steve Jeffries. Um, oh, you uh, dropped that name. You, know, you want to pick that Robert, name? Robert Jeffries. <laughs> that name you just dropped. Ro Robert, Robert Jeffries, Church of uh, yeah, First yeah, yeah. Baptist in Dallas. You watch his online church service on Sunday. Today, it's, it's just full of idolatry. And the church, worship, the reason why we don't bring our American flags into church is because the church is made up of, of all nations. And That's so right. all nations are in there worshiping God. But we're here. So we go, we worship God Sunday morning. And then we go and celebrate 4th of July. We celebrate America's birthday tonight. It's, it's, it's fine and all right to do that. But we need to do it in such a way where we're, Toby's sermon was really good today, kind of just giving the distinctions between what does it mean to be a Christian patriot for the family, a Christian patriot for the church, a Christian patriot for, uh, uh, for our nation and for our state. And so I think part of, part of one of the keys there is actually learning how to celebrate each of those, you know, um, uh, God, uh, governments that God has given us in, in the right land, yeah. manner and so forth. So, Toby. I just want to pick up on something that uh, Knox was talking about earlier the the Gnostic thing. I, I agree with what you guys already said. I mean, I mean, I think the the we need to be thinking very practically though about okay, what happens. I think you need to have a probably a one year, a five year, a ten year, and yeah. then the eighty year plan. Um, and you know, so how, what can you be doing practically to be more prepared if if you know for whatever the Delta variant, the Sigma variant, the next var variant, uh, you need to be wanting to make your family, your community uh, far more, as much anti-fragile as you can, which means that the more stress that comes on it, the stronger it is. That's, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of uh, family, the kind of church, the kind of community uh, you want to have. Um, 
And that you, know, you need to be thinking about that in terms of business, in terms of where you get your food, um, you know, how you take care of your kids, all of that. And that, that where means you worship. Where you worship. So you need to know where your unit is. You need to have a unit, and you need to know where that unit is, and you need to be know that you're working together on this project to be ready. Um, and But I want to go back to the, the point you made about Gnosticism. Um, the, the solution to this, in other words, is not just ideas in your head. Or, feel, right. or feelings you get. The solution is going to be um, practical obedience to God. Amen. Um, which means telling the truth, proclaiming the gospel, reading the word, and so forth. It has to do with words and ideas, but it can't stop there. That's right. Um, and these words and ideas are not secrets. They're right out there. Christ is Lord. That's, that's the point. That's yeah. the Amen. idea. It's a big Amen. idea. Jesus is Lord. Deal with it. Um, He's the Lord of my family. He's the Lord of my business. He's the Lord of my city. He's the Lord of my church. He's the Lord of all of these institutions. And then we just walk it out. We obey him in the practical things. Um, But the thing that I want to point out, so that's, that's the fight. That's the thing that I, that we need to point out is that's where the battle is, is when you say Jesus, Lord of my family. And so that means this is my job. I'm a husband. I'm a wife. I'm a parent. I'm a child. Um, this is my job. Um, what you're doing is when you obey, you're fighting. That's right. When, yeah. you, when you obey, you're fighting. Amen. And, and, the, and the last thing is, is um, when you obey, it's beautiful. Amen. When you obey, it's beautiful. Uh, the, the, the world around us has got all kinds of rhetoric, and, and, and uh, they're using mass media and all the things to try to make perversion and ugliness look beautiful. I mean, it, right. I mean basically, uh, transgenderism is a great... Uh, metaphor for the lies of our culture. Right? They're right. just they're yeah. dressing up lies yep. with with lipstick and implants. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a complete sham. It's not real beauty. It's not real humanity. It's not real freedom. That's right. But in Christ, we're made new creatures, amen. and and when we obey, we become more human. We that, become amen. more like m- the men that we're made to be, more like the women we're made to be. And as you marry. As you have kids, as you baptize them, yeah. as you bring them up in the Lord, as you work at this planning for your great-grandkids to see more of the fruit of this, um, it really is, that, that wins. Amen. It really is fruitful. It's more beautiful. It's more persuasive. It is. I mean, you know, yes. it, when you see families loving one another, when you see people hanging out, having a party, just having a good time, feasting and enjoying one another, singing psalms, it really is beautiful. That's it right, really right. is potent. And when we do that... God is pleased, first and foremost, but that's how God is bringing the nations in. Amen. And that's, you know, just a last thing. This is what Nate was talking about last night, which is he said they're praying for bigger tables. And that's bigger tables to let people come and taste and see of this beauty that God has done in us. Come and taste and sit down with our family, see how a man is, see how a wife is, see how children act and obey their parents, see how grandparents engage with, the, with us as well. And so that's super beautiful. To, and that's what we all do. Expand your tables and let people come in and taste and see. That's one way to win as well. So good. I want to say, you know, uh, it's hard to have uh, your home crowd respect you and support you and to have you guys here supporting us. The prophet's over, not wanting his own town. Yeah, but, and you know. for over the last five years, yeah. um, thank you guys. We are so grateful to have you here and supporting Cross Politic in, in so many different ways. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I, I want to thank Wally and Nate. Yes. Thank, thank you, you for your Nate. service to our country. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being our friends. Yes. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, Fight, laugh, laugh, and and feast. feast. This is Cross Politic. There you go.